0: Welcome to Like an Event Boss, your weekly events empowerment podcast with Carrie Abernathy and Juliet Tripp. Welcome back, everyone, to episode number five. I'm so excited about this week's episode. Today's episode is about event influencers, which I'm not sure again if that's a word or I just made it up but I feel like it's a real thing and outside of my lovely co-host Juliet Tripp we actually have our very first guest Courtney Stanley who is maybe the event influencer of influencers in our industry welcome Courtney Thanks, Carrie.
1: Thanks, Juliet. And that's quite the introduction. I'm super happy to be here today. And I'm so honored to be your first guest. Yes. This is really exciting. Yay. So happy you're
0: here. <laughs> There's been a lot of caffeine today. So mm. excuse me for that. <laughs> so, Courtney, if if someone doesn't know you for some reason, like I would love for you to introduce yourself, give the full background, talk about who Courtney Stanley is. So I'm gonna kick it over to you.
1: Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's such a loaded question, especially because I had therapy today. So we like reminded me of my tendencies and who I am and my personality. Um, So I would tell somebody so especially within our events community, I like to be a little bit more um, detailed just because we have so many beautiful ways to engage within our industry. So I am definitely an event boss for sure. This is the right show for me to engage on because I love our community so much. Currently, I am a keynote speaker, event MC, and speaker coach. And it's actually, well, Let's see, I'm stepping into my second year of being a full-time entrepreneur, which is so exciting. And I actually am still a little bit shocked that I was able to survive my first year as a business owner during 2020's global pandemic and just all around events industry crisis. So... That's where I'm at now. What I will also say is, I am a traditional overachiever in the events industry. I think I've raised my hand for any board, any committee, any group that I could possibly be on, especially with an interest in empowering other women. So, Carrie, that's actually how you and I met on AWE's board, which right. was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think I think I'm just. I'm really excited to see how our industry evolves this year when we're kind of working past this crazy time. And and I think everybody's changed so much. And I'm just looking forward to also stepping into a new chapter and a new version of myself as well. So I'll introduce myself as that person now. But if I see anybody listening at a conference in person in six months, you might get a totally different version.
0: Okay. Wow. That like blew me away just now. Um, can I steal that in the future? <laughs> Please oh, do, badass. I Stop I love it. that. Um, and and way to be humble. Um, you shouldn't be. You're amazing, and I think you wear probably 45 additional hats that you're not talking about. So <laughs> we'll we'll find a way to dig those out of you and all of your <laughs> projects as well. Um, we we here at like an event boss think that you truly embody a woman of influence and action both. Um, like, what does that mean to you? Like, why? Why why do you do the things you do? Like what makes you tick?
1: Ooh, so I am a firm believer that purpose stems from pain. I believe that a lot of times we uncover our mission, our path, what we're what we're really passionate about and what we find meaningful. From experiences that have been really hard, so for a lot of people, I actually think 2020 and this time will be one of those launch pads for evolution and and really an opportunity to redefine what your what your purpose is. And I think to your point, Carrie, I actually have a hard time talking about um, the different achievements I guess that have been attached to the work that I've I've been involved with over the years in our industry. And and one of the one of the projects that um, has been really meaningful to me was, was working on co-founding the meetings to campaign, which was an a social initiative to help prevent sexual harassment and assault from taking place in the industry. And I think that's actually a perfect example of one of those times where I found a silver lining and an opportunity to help create change in our culture and specifically within our community from experiences that, you know, weren't so great in, you know, being the victim of a sexual harassment incident or, you know, having friends in the industry where they've been in really compromised positions. So I think for me, I just, I really, really, really love to look at the things that, that that struck me so the things that that have made me tick the things that have have pissed me off the things that have hurt me or hurt the people around me I like to look at those things and ask the question what can I do about it and and that's really what led to I think one of the projects that I worked on which was the meetings to movement
2: that's incredible and it's all about that action taking like you are so inspirational Courtney you really are I've always looked up to you I think you're just amazing and just showing that you don't sit back and you alluded to the fact that you wear a lot of hats and that you say yes to everything and you know you've got two other people on this podcast that are the same way but you are taking action you're taking aligned action I think we can all learn something from that I think it's incredible
1: thanks Julia yeah I think and I think there are so many people like that in our industry you know and there we talk about the word event influencer, which I think is a great word, Carrie, and I definitely think we should keep that around. And I think there are so many people who truly want to make a difference. I think that's one of the things that I love about our community so much is we're, we're all inspired by the opportunity to bring people together and make change. And I think there are so many people who are are looking for opportunities to influence, but sometimes struggle with finding the right avenue or the right project or the right passion to pursue to make that happen. And I think that's that's something that that really has to be discovered along, you know, the way and, and sometimes doesn't look the way that you would imagine it, it it would, but then becomes something more meaningful and more powerful.
0: Yeah, I mean that your earlier example is such a powerful example of using your influence for good, using your superpowers for good. And I think sometimes people struggle with the idea of influencing because they do think it's self-serving or a vanity situation or a vanity project. But that just goes to show you like what an impact that you can have and what impact your projects can have on others for the good of, um, women for the good of the greater events community. So that that's incredibly inspiring. Um, I think for any influencer out there. Um, so thank you for that. (laughs) My pleasure, Carrie. And I also will add that. So
1: your, your comment, Carrie, about, you know, me being humble. I think that that's something that a lot of women struggle with, um, is, you know, finding that balance between confidence and um, ego, or humility and bragging. And I definitely, I, I would say that I am an extremely confident person. But I will also say that I don't find it comfortable to talk about myself. And I don't think that that's a lack of confidence. I think it's just a lack of interest in in saying things that I already know. You know, I'm so much more interested in in learning about what somebody else is doing and and what they're what they're passionate about and and the different experiences that they've had. But I will say that I think one of the things that is really critical, absolutely critical to becoming an influencer and becoming a, a person who is able to really catalyze change for the better. You have to be able to find ways to shine a light on the work that you're doing, and that's mm-hmm. something that I would say I actually am, am very skilled in. I've I've spent time building relationships with people who really have an audience um, and an interest in in creating project or pro- progress. Excuse me, and sparking change. So it, it's so critical to have your own PR strategy. Mm-hmm. And really that, that doesn't conflict with humility. It's just being strategic about getting more eyes on a project that, that you really desire to see take off because it will help our community or it will help a community grow.
0: Oh my gosh. That was so thoughtful. And this is why we love you, right? You're, it was so thoughtful, so well said, so <laughs> elegant, <laughs> so beautifully put together. Like you wrap everything that we want an event influencer to be in a nice little bow. You're super amazing. Um, that is so funny what you said about women struggling and people in general, but women really struggling with not being able to like own up to what they um, have done and their, um, yeah, the challenges they've been through and. All of the victories. Right. So um, that's just incredible. Juliet, I feel like we just had this um, conversation because mm-hmm. I believe I can do anything. Yeah. Um. So I don't have that problem <laughs> in that way. But I also struggle to like introduce myself in a room full of people. I'd like blank on my name and everything I've done. So that's really interesting to hear someone like you, Courtney, who is obviously a confident, powerful woman, influencer, a powerful person in the events industry say that. It just makes me want to hug you even more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Julia, I know that you have a lot of questions for Courtney, and I don't want to monopolize this whole conversation. So I'm going to kick it over to you for a little bit.
2: Sure. Yeah. I want to pick up on something which you've brought up, which is the idea of humility and even leaning into vulnerability, because personally, from my perspective, that is something that I struggle with as someone who is very confident and says yes to everything as well, though I'm saying no more. Um, Have you got any advice for anyone listening on how you can really Um, kind of bring your true self into your influence all of the time so showing up for yourself in those vulnerable moments and in those difficult moments as well as the confident moments
1: that is such a great question and vulnerability is actually something that I really appreciate I really value but it's also something that I'm I'm working to grow into more because I so and Juliet, I know we're the same because we've talked about this privately, but I am that typical achiever. So Enneagram type three, I have a drive to, to be the best. And one of the challenges that comes with a personality like that is that you want to be seen as a winner. You want to be seen a certain way. And it's troublesome and causes internal conflict if people don't see you the way that you want to be seen. So there's a lot of of focus on perception. With vulnerability, that's not really an option. So for somebody who has more of that achiever personality, it doesn't feel comfortable. And vulnerability often doesn't feel comfortable at, at all for mm-hmm. anybody. But especially for those who really do want to be seen in a certain light, it's very challenging to to just be for better or for worse and vulnerability really is is having the courage to allow people to see who you are and, and 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 it's a very courageous ask of yourself and so if i were to give somebody advice i would say to do what feels right i think there's a lot of pressure to show up, especially on social media. And I'm not talking about like giving a presentation on a stage. That's a job. So you show up the way that you want to be seen to, to make the impact, to convey the message that you want to get across to the audience. That's different. But on your own time, let's say, for example, on social media, there's a lot of pressure to show up and be vulnerable. And that's, what's so interesting to me is there's like this, this, stark contrast that's happening between there's two different ways to show up on social one is to show up as the winner and that's to show up with you know you've you've got it all together your life looks great you know everything is perfect that's what we see a lot of but then we're also seeing a lot of this pressure-based vulnerability, where people feel like they need to be an open book and they need to bear their soul on social media because that's what the world wants. I don't agree with that. I think in either way, I think whether you choose to be the winner on social media or portray yourself that way, or whether you choose to bear your soul on social media, I think it has to feel natural to you. It has to feel right. It should never feel forced. And so there are people that do share, you know, their their struggles, their inner thoughts, their inner demons and it's really appreciated. But only do that if it feels like that's that's what you should be doing because you want to be doing those things. And it's not for the sake of helping other people, it's just for the sake of showing up for yourself. So that's that's another little key part to my enneagram puzzle not only my the type 3 achiever but i have the type 2 helper wing which means i you know i like to advise i like to coach i like to help those types of things so with social media or even with any content that i create my purpose always comes back to helping people it's how can i help people you know advance learn grow connect those types of things but what i'm realizing is the most meaningful content that i'm producing or that i'm creating even privately isn't for those people. It's, it's to help myself heal or reflect or to grow even as, you know, just for my own purposes as an individual. And if that inspires people, then I think that's the greatest win
0: of influence of all. Oh, that's so good. Someone once told me to think about who you want to talk to as your audience on social and speak directly to them. Yes, And ignore all the other noise, ignore making everyone happy. And I think that changed my life. And that so ties into the vulnerability and authenticity and like leaning into what's most comfortable for you, because that's, that's your voice. That is who you are and you can't be anything else. And your superpower is being you and Courtney, like you embody that for sure.
1: Thanks Carrie. And I, I love that you just said that. And I knew I knew that from, you know, my marketing days, from doing research on how to create really compelling content. I know that you it's important to define, you know, your your audience, your buyer persona, who you're speaking to. And I went through that exercise and the more that I posted content, the more that I realized that the person I wanted to speak to was me. Yes. It was like I I was, you know, and I mentioned therapy at the beginning of our session today, I started the I started therapy last year, and I absolutely love it. And I realized that I, I really, as I grow and I, I'm, I'm working and, and really making an effort to become a better version of myself, it's like I'm speaking. I'm speaking to to the self that I, I'm starting to outgrow when I write content. And to me, that's the most meaningful. And if people can relate to it, I think that, that that's even better.
0: Okay. Well, I have
2: goosebumps now,
0: Juliet. What yeah. about you? <laughs>
2: I'm exactly the same. And I just think, you know, you are, this is why you are the perfect guest. I mean, for any podcast, but really to look at influence because you just bring so many sides to it. And I'm just like, I'm, uh, yeah, I think this is, this is incredible. I have goosebumps too. And you were talking about Enneagrams before. And so Courtney and I have exactly the same Enneagrams. So we are both three wing twos, uh, which means we're the achiever the helper um and just you're just completely speaking to me and i think so many event profs are also that kind of achiever type so i think a lot of event bosses listening um, will find that helpful as well out of interest carrie do you have you done an enneagram test
0: Oh, you know, and Courtney told me to no. do it. Oh, you, email, um, you emailed <laughs> you
2: emailed it to me. You sent me your
0: results. I did, and I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, "Yeah, that's me. That's that's <laughs> what, for me." And it was probably like once to change the world, um, or something crazy. No, I I don't remember what it was, but I'm sure we're all similar. Mm. Like we. Are very similar, the three of us. We've run in the same for a long time. Um, so no no surprise that Juliet, you and Courtney um are the same.
1: Okay, Carrie, I think you were I think you were a type eight. You were either an eight or a nine, but I'm pretty sure you were an eight. Sounds right.
0: Yeah. That sounds right. I just Googled
1: it. So an eight is the challenger. I'm pretty sure that was you.
0: That feels right. Okay. We'll
1: we'll look it up later, but I think, yeah, so wait, let me just read this. So your core motivator is to be independent and in control.
0: Uh, let's see here. Is this
1: you or not you? Is it nine? Yeah. Are you a nine? Okay, no, okay. No, it's
0: so me, it's not even funny. Okay.
1: <laughs> Super determined, fierce, uh, stubborn and headstrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think th- I'm pretty sure this was this was you. I remember being I, I actually remember being surprised because of the Um, some of the the fears, the deepest fears, they attach to this, and I was like,
0: really, I wouldn't have thought that for you. But if the the shoe fits, what part is that? Did I get into that? I'm I'm dying to know now. (laughs) Okay, so it says the deepest fear
1: of an eight is being vulnerable and powerless, and you cope with this fear by always being strong and in control.
0: I mean, yeah, this is me, 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 me. <laughs> me, me, me <laughs> <dot com. laughs> nope, those are all right. Definitely, <laughs> kind of, I I face my fear by leaning into my fear. I think that's what I, you know, I I love to talk about authenticity, authenticity, vulnerability. Um, so I'm I'm digging this, but no one does it better than you and Juliet, really. So again, we're so glad to have you here. Um, You are the event influencer. Switching gears, I want to talk about side hustles really quickly because our last episode was about side hustles and you are definitely the queen of the side hustle. Like talk to us about that. Like what advice would you give? Just give us a rundown on your, like all your side hustles.
1: Oh my gosh. So I'll start out by saying that like the full-time entrepreneurial life that I'm living right now started as a side hustle. So let's see. Okay. So I've been in the events industry for almost a decade. Um, I started out as a planner, turned event technology supplier, and well, then took a a little bit of a a different sidestep into the world of politics. So we can get into that or we cannot. Um, but I am um, all throughout the, those positions that I when I was working for somebody else, I just couldn't stop getting involved and not just the volunteers where you know, I would volunteer for different industry associations on different committees and all that stuff. But I've, I think I've always really enjoyed creating content. So I really, I, I love to write. Um, and I started public speaking about eight years ago, and loved it. Loved running workshops. Loved being on stage. I just, I absolutely love speaking more than anything else. And definitely, definitely more than writing, actually. And so I, I did that for a good eight years or so. And I, it got to a point where, you know, I was writing for industry publications and um, speaking really at, at, any chance that I got so I would take vacation days I would you know take the latest flight out to the west coast after work get up you know 4 hours after I had landed and go do a presentation and and fly back to be at work the next day and it it just got a little bit too crazy and to be honest I started living this like weird double life where I wouldn't even really talk about what I was doing on the side so it was I was like a double agent when I was working for this this um, political group, and I really liked the work that I was doing for them, but I was so energized by the work I was doing on the side. And um, I just decided that I, I wanted to have the option to start saying yes to the things I really wanted to say yes to. And so I had to choose between you know the two lives, whether I was working full-time for somebody else or whether I grew these side hustles into something, you know, more full-time and, and that had more of my attention and focus. And that's what I did. So now, I mean, even as, as a full-time entrepreneur, I, I feel like the, the side hustles that I have, I mean, my full-time job is just like a bunch of side hustles. It's speaking, it's emceeing, it's, I do different types of coaching. So I mentioned, I'm a, you know, a public um, speaker coach, but I also do uh, confidence and career coaching specifically for women. Um, I have uh, my own podcast, which I started with Meetings Today magazine last year. So it's a year old, which is so exciting. And it's it's called Dare to Interrupt. It's specifically highlighting and lifting up stories of really amazing women within the events and, and tourism and hospitality community. I am about to launch another podcast, which I think will actually be launching when this episode comes out. So there's definitely going to be some cross promotion happening. Exciting. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and then I'm just, I'm starting to do more of these community-based events. So um, by the time this episode comes out, I believe my first like really exciting big event will be done, which will be called Lemonade. It's a Beyonce inspired event. And I am so freaking excited, so if you're listening to this episode, look at what you missed If you didn't attend yes. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I'm sure it went great. I'm just gonna manifest that, but yeah, I don't know i just I just cannot stop creating these projects, and I think the hardest thing the hardest thing is to decide what to focus on. I'm such a task oriented person, I love checking things off my list that the creative projects tend to suffer because it takes a real mindset to get in and, and really get those juices flowing and and create momentum. So my, my purpose or my goal for this year, my mission is to stop being so tactical and start being more creative and really create intentional space and time to do the things that, that really light me up and get me excited, like lemonade, which I'm so excited for.
0: That, I mean, that leads right into my next question, because I was just going to say, you're so good at wearing all of the hats all the time. Like, where is the balance? Like, what do you do for the balance? How do you keep jazzed every morning when you wake up to keep going, doing so many different things? Like, I think if any, if I want to know that, I'm sure our audience Mm -hmm. wants to know that.
1: I love that you asked this question, Carrie, because this was such a big learning for me, especially last year. So, When I worked for somebody else, I was, well, let me back up. A few years ago, when I worked for a different employer, I truly did not recognize the need for work-life balance, but also just mental health and, and wellness and sanity in the workplace. I worked for an extremely toxic boss and it just absolutely drained the life out of me and caused a lot of serious mental health issues including anxiety which is really the primary reason why I started going to therapy in the first place and oh my gosh after I worked for that particular employer I just needed I needed it to change I really needed to to figure out how to be an achiever but also be healthy and at the next place that I worked which was the, my most recent place of employment I was so good at setting boundaries I was like in when I needed to be in out when I needed to or could you know be done working I didn't work on the weekends which allowed a lot of space for me to build those side hustles so it was really beneficial in that way however when I transitioned to working for myself I totally forgot the importance of balance and boundaries and i realized probably halfway through the year last year that i was just absolutely a terrible boss to myself so so pleasant you know to all of my clients and great you know i have a couple interns and i try to be the best i can be for them but i was just terrible to myself and i had a moment where i was like wow if i worked for somebody like this myself there's no way that I would stay. I was so demanding. I, you know, I worked crazy hours, nothing was ever complete. That perfectionism kicked in a little bit. I was just, just exhausted myself. And so I entered this new year differently. And I just really became more intentional about being aware of, of the type of boss that I wanted to be for myself being more flexible, giving myself constructive, positive feedback, giving myself time off, really creating balance. And that's, I think, been a huge game changer. I can already feel that this year, I I just feel so much more calm and centered. And I think it just was a a little bit of a learning curve how to treat
0: yourself when you are your own boss. Mm, So good. I mean, Yeah, mic drop for you because that just is going to resonate with so many people. And if you are a a like an event boss listener and you're binging right now, binge uh, episode number four, episode five, this one, and our season finale on burnout, because just layer those right on up because you're going to get some knowledge dropped on you. But that was legit, Courtney. Um, (laughs) And so right. I feel that. um, That so resonates with me. Um, So unfortunately, we are Getting close to that time where we have to wrap up. I want to see if Juliet, do you have anything else for Courtney?
2: I would just like to say that you have just brought this like CEO energy. You are the CEO of your own life. That's a quote that I love, but you've just kind of brought it to life again for me. And that, you know, everyone has the power and the potential to live life on their own terms and and to create those boundaries for yourself. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think, yeah, just incredible.
1: Thank you, Juliet. And I actually have to remind myself that that's my title. I feel like we don't yes. wear that crown enough. It's like, yes. if right. you even if you side hustle, like you are a CEO, like own the title. It's not just for like big corporate, you know, people, like if you own your own projects, and you're doing things that really light you up, and and you're not reporting to anybody, guess what, you're a CEO. So yeah, I'm going to order a shirt. This is CEO because I feel like I need to just remind myself all the time yes. that I actually am owning what I'm creating. Ladies, this has been a freaking pleasure. Again, I am so honored to have been your first guest, truly, truly from the bottom of my heart. I cannot wait to watch this podcast take off. I know- all of our friends in the event community are are going to love it. And I would encourage anybody who's listening to continue listening and to continue to really support these two amazing women. And of course, connect with me on social, of course, at Courtney on stage on any social channel, I would love to see the people who are tuning into this episode. And thank you guys so much.
0: You are such a pro. I didn't even have to walk you there. You just did it on your own. You are amazing. <laughs> um, so as, if you are a Like an Event Boss listener, you know that we close every episode with throwing it over to our co-host, which would be Juliet this week. And she will give us final words, affirmation, and close the show out. Juliet.
2: Okay, so here's my mic drop, which is not going to be as glamorous as Courtney's, but we'll try. Um, So I want to talk about influence today. And my closing thoughts are, when you are looking at the idea of your influence, don't think about what you want people to think of you whilst you're in the room. Think about what you want them to say about you when you leave the room and what you want your lasting impact to be when they're reflecting on how you met, how you inspired them and how you lit them up. Those are my thoughts on influence. This has been an incredible, incredible episode. We have been your event bosses and we will see you next week. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Carrie. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. (laughs)